Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of the book of Jude. False teaching and apostasy had entered the church in Asia Minor, and Jude addresses this problem in his letter. Our lesson this week will be taught by Associate Pastor Scott Basolo, a new voice on Heritage Bible Radio. Please listen to Pastor Scott as he delivers the Wednesday portion of this week's message entitled, Details and Distractions of Faith. We note one other vitally important point in this discussion, as Hebert identifies, Jude is not advocating for a negative, offensive attack against the philosophy of these false teachers. He's not saying, go out and learn about all of the things that they believe that are errors and attack those things. Rather, he is proclaiming a positive defense of the truth of faith. Again, you must know this is the same with us today. There are these aspects of evangelism and apologetics. And in apologetics, we would learn the philosophies and ideologies of other individuals. And in the wrong negative context, to go out and seek to tear those down. Jude is not saying that. He's saying, take the evangelistic approach, stand on the truth of the gospel, stand on the truth of the word of God, and this is the platform for your positive battle. Now, we certainly recognize that there is a negative element to engaging in confrontation of error, but nonetheless, it is not attacking those who have these wrong ideas. It is proclaiming the truth of the word of God. We further recognize that this faith being earnestly contended for is the firmly established body of truth contained in Christian doctrine. Not some emotional, erratic response of sinful man, but the unshakable foundation of Scripture. It is the apostles' teaching to which they were devoted. It is the unshakable truth that confronts us in our sin And that through the Holy Spirit and the Word brings new life in obedience as Romans 6.17 and Galatians 3.23 reveal to us. That for which Paul told the Philippians to stand fast in one spirit and one soul standing for the faith of the gospel. The faith is the body of doctrine surrounding the gospel. It is all of the truths of God's Word that come together to support and uplift the truth of the gospel. That is Jesus' sinless life, his sacrificial death and burial, and his resurrection and ascension. Such that the sin which exists in each of our lives has a solution. And that solution for sin is forgiveness for those who will fully submit their lives to Jesus as Lord and Master and receive his free gift. That rather than the eternal damnation that awaits those who refuse his offer. It is a gift of repentance for those who confess their sin and reject it in favor of obedience to God and to Scripture. It is that those who believe have been acquitted of their sin 
and deemed by God as justified. It is that their sin has been exchanged for the righteousness of Christ and they no longer are guilty. They no longer are under condemnation because of what Christ has done. And that in the end, these will be glorified and forever with Christ. This is a result of his finished work on the cross, which God confirmed by raising him from the dead. This is the gospel. This is what you must believe. And friend, if you do not know this, now is the hour of salvation. Now is the time to drop to your knees in your heart and recognize that you are eternally separated because of your sin and that you must confess and turn from that sin to live a life of obedience in Jesus Christ. And this is the grace gift of faith through Christ found in the scripture for which every believer must earnestly contend. And we're given additional glorious detail on this faith in verse 3. It is that which is once for all handed down to the saints. One commentator notes, it wasn't given all at once, but it was once for all handed down to those who believe. This was not some willy-nilly group of writings that were thrown together and then the church weeded through them and said, yeah, that stays, that goes, that stays, that goes. This is God's word being brought forth and recognized as authoritative and drawn together in the corpus of that which we hold as holy writ in scripture. This is such a beautiful understanding for us. God's revealed truth in both the Old and New Testament stands as his proclamation of what saving faith is all about. The once for all nature shows that this body of doctrine is unchanging. It has been established, it is completed, and it will not be added to nor taken from. And it is the responsibility of each successive generation to pass along this body of truth exactly as it was given. As given to them, just as it was originally given by Christ and the apostles to the church. And this is what the designation saints means. It is for all the church. It is for all the saints. This is not a body of doctrine held by one holy Catholic church. That is a lie. That is those who add to God's word their human tradition. No, this is the word for all believers. This is the word for all churches. None are exclusive to this truth. It is for this faith for which we must earnestly contend. You know, when our first son was born, it was a difficult labor for Karen. During the process, there was concern he was in distress. The fetal monitor, which had been placed in utero, was not recording because it had been dislodged. Our son was born, and about 12 hours later, it was discovered that the monitor, which had dislodged, had left a hole in the top of his head, and it had been covered by a cap for this time. It became infected there was discussion that he was going to have to have a spinal IV and be life-flighted to Boise. It was a harrowing time. I can remember it as if it were yesterday. And here we are up in Haley, Moritz Hospital. Looked kind of like a motel, one-level Motel 6. You know, and this uh, doctor that just come new to town. And we're thinking, wow, here we are. And then there's, you know, the big medicine in Boise. What do we do here? And the doctor said, you know, if you will give me a couple hours... I think I can turn this around. Well, it was a scary decision. But when Karen and I made it, we were all in. Fully behind the doctor and fully ready for battle. 
And by God's grace, the doctor was right. This is how medical conditions need to be addressed. And it's how believers must respond as you're called to protect the truth of the gospel and the doctrine of scripture. Recognizing, beloved, that the battle is raging around us. We stand in this wonderful sanctuary rejoicing in God. Outside, they want to tear us apart. Our world is not friendly to these truths which we speak. They are not friendly to our common salvation. And that each one of us must be fully prepared and fully engaged so as to contend earnestly for their faith. It is an unavoidable engagement. And you must each know that it is your responsibility to be in the battle. Well, that begs the question as to what we're to contend against. And this is answered in our third point, ungodly engagement. Excuse me, ungodly entanglement. Ungodly entanglement. Verse 4 gives us the opponents in this battle where it says, For certain persons have crept in unnoticed. Those who were long beforehand marked out for this condemnation. Ungodly persons who turn the grace of our God into licentiousness and deny our only master and Lord, Jesus Christ. These individuals have come into the church and no one is initially alerted to their presence. They have come in stealthily. The verb used only here in the New Testament means to go down into and to settle alongside. It's as if they've slid in a side door undetected. This is a subtle insinuation of something evil in the church, as one commentator notes. We see Paul decrying a similar situation in Galatians 2.4. Paul writes in Galatians 2 and 4, But it was because of the false brethren secretly brought in, who had sneaked in to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, in order to bring us to bondage. Paul identified these who were being secretly brought in. The world is contrary to the truth of our faith. And the one who empowers them, God's enemy and ours, is seeking to send in emissaries to the church to come in so that they may take into bondage all those who believe in the faith of Christ. And their designation here in verse 4 as certain ones is often a negative implication in Scripture. There's often an insidious nature to that term, certain ones. Note that as you see it elsewise in your study. It's showing a clear distinction between the ones back in verse 3 who were saints to these certain ones who are completely contrary to the work of those saints. Then we get a very interesting designation next as their origin. They are those who were long beforehand marked out for this condemnation. The tense of this passive perfect verb shows that this was written down in the distant past and yet the effects are felt yet today and will continue to have an impact. The actions of these were spoken all the way back in the Old Testament. And in the verses ahead, we'll see examples of this from Genesis 6, Sodom and Gomorrah, and many other locations. These also are the very ones that Jesus denounced in Matthew 7, 15, where he said, Beware of the false prophets who come into you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.